welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music or at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. Thank you to City Underscore Life for calling us her new favorite podcast. Her review reads, I'm a single mom of an eight-year-old. I'm under 30 and I relate to Meredith so much. My friends tell me I'm a 70-year-old woman in a young body. I'm ordering my 2022 Farmer's Almanac. Yes. You guys are soulmates. Yes. Look. That's cute. Do you know how much information is in the Almanac? I mean, plethoras of information. Plethoras. Getting we'll ready to needlepoint, Janelle says. Yes. Get that needlepoint going. Who's crocheting right now? All my friends. Where are my girls no. at? Where, don't say where my girl's at when referring to a group of crocheting women. <laughs> where my crocheting girl's at. Love it. All right. You're too much. I think it's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm oh. your host. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Take your time. Dave's, Dave just came over, grabbed the camera, moved everything around. Oh, I thought you were laughing at me because I rushed you. No, I... I Dave just got up and was like, I'll just, I'm going to move this. We have a problem. Yeah. It wasn't the eyelashes. Yes, it was. Your eyes are completely open. This eye's so much lower. It is not. <sighs> oh my God. Um, can you see me when I click out of the stream? Cause I'm not even going to look at myself today. Oh my gosh. Stop. Is I, it still recording? I don't know, but do not. I can still see you. Okay. Thank you. This just was, this was worse, Dave, but thank you. Okay. I'm your host, Meredith Masony. And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, um, Tiffany was in charge of all of the topics. So I'm going to let her state what they are because I've not really gone down the path. Wait, me and you haven't decided whether or not we're going to discuss the one thing that I put in. The last one? No, no, no. The debacle. Yeah. It's the last one on that list. It's the last one on the list. On what list? On the show on the list for today. Where it <laughs> Give says me one? podcast topics. It's this piece of paper that we get every Oh, week. yeah, yeah. There. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, it's the yeah. last one on the list. Okay, I wasn't sure if we were going to or not. Let's, okay, let's well, do it. I, okay, let's. I'm okay. down. Maybe I'll stay. Let's I do gonna, it. <laughs> Dave's gonna I'll stay <laughs> to make sure we don't mess anything up. Mm. Okay, so oh, thanks, Tracy. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we're going to be talking about parenting as a team. We're also going to talk about the lady who didn't know that she was pregnant until she popped her baby out while going to the bathroom. We're going to talk about the teachers who are on leave because um, allegedly they put racial questions in a quiz. And last but not least, we're going to be talking about an author slash a million other things who made a TikTok um, and said some things in the TikTok and it did not go over well with the nation. Global, globally. But uh, before we do that, we're going to throw it on over to Christine from Missouri, who's going to be opening things up for us. Be sure to call us at 315-834-2696 and leave us a message so you can open the show for us. And be sure to call because we need some more openers. Oh, we're so getting Is low. nobody calling? Dial, dial us in. Oh. Di dial it up. 
Leave a message. I'll call and pretend to be someone. Hello, it's Gretchen <laughs> from Texas. From Needlepoint. It's Gretchen from the Needlepoint. <laughs> from the Needlepoint Club. Hello, I'm Kristen Kirkwood from Houston, Missouri. I have two kids, ages nine and two. Let's open the show today with a mom fail moment because we're we have all with the thing that's called uh, being a parent, and anybody who says that they haven't is obviously a lie. Thank you, Christine. I didn't know that Missouri had a town called Houston. That's a yeah. little confusing, but that's exactly okay. Exactly what I was thinking when it when when uh she said it. I was like Houston, Missouri. <laughs> didn't know. She must be wrong. Yeah, she doesn't know where she lives. No, I didn't <laughs> know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Do you have a mom fail or a mom win this week? <sighs> um, I feel like. Listen, can I just say something really quick? We end up talking about the mom fail or the mom win, and I feel like it takes up so much time in the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, we end up talking about it for the majority of the podcast. So, um, you know how I like to plan our podcast while we're live. I think we should <laughs> speed it up. Okay. Well, so the sped up version of this week is... Can I show you something really quick? Sorry. I'm sorry. But this is clearly the area where I decided to take all my fake eyelashes off because look how many are on my desk. I, that, I didn't even know what that was, and that's scary and gross. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. There's seven separate eyelashes here. Go ahead. Well, so uh, Sophia had a nightmare the other night, mm. so I let her climb into bed with us, and then I got her up at 6 o'clock because that's the time she has to get ready for school, and I said, okay, now don't go back to sleep. Go into your room. Get ready because you got to make it to the bus stop. Okay. Well, I went back to sleep. So did she. Oh, no. 6.30, I hear her scream, and she starts running through the house. So Dave jumps up to drive her to the bus stop. She makes the bus, but she didn't have any lunch money. And so I told her, I was like, take 20 bucks out of my purse and just take it and put it in your lunch account. Well, she lost it. So she frantically texts me and says, I know you're going to be mad. I'm really sorry, but I lost the $20 and now I don't have lunch and now I'm late. And, you know, she was just spiraling out of control. And I said, it's not a big deal. We'll figure it out. We'll find the money later. I'll put money in your account. So I was proud of myself because I figured out how to put lunch money in her account. I haven't done that yet. Nice. And I went onto the system and I like set it up and I put $25 in each of the kids accounts so that I didn't have to keep giving them cash. And then I realized Brian's school is, they're not charging them for lunch. So he's like, thanks for the 25 bucks, mom. I got an ice cream sandwich, a bag of chips, and a Gatorade. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, all that extra money for snacks was great. And I said, that money isn't for snacks, that's for lunch. He goes, free lunch at our school. And I was like, what the hell? What the what hell? A free so he was he was so pumped when he got up there because I guess he always asks, is there money in his account? And there never is. But he asks like every day. And she was like, yeah, you have twenty five dollars. He's like, I'll take a Kit Kat, a Reese's, a chips, a Gatorade. I was like, oh, my God. Um, Did you know that the school will. Uh, my bad. What? Sorry. Uh, did you know that the school will automatically you could set it up for like automatic deductions? No, I literally, this is the first I've actually seen the, like, I've never gone in and put it on because what I usually do is write a check because I'm a hundred years old and I send them in with a check and I say, give this 
um, to the front office and they'll put it in your account because that's how they've been doing it. And because I didn't have that opportunity, I went on and actually figured it out like a person who lives in 2021. And mm. I put the money in. And But then all Brian did was buy snacks. I'd do the same thing if I were him. Yeah. It's fine. Um, so is that a mom win? Because uh, now that like your that kids are 17, you figured out how to pay their lunch money online? Wow. Wow. That uh, you cut me deep. I'm just kidding. Mm. I okay. Congratulations. That was a big deal. I'm happy for you. That is a big deal. Online banking is difficult. It is. It's <laughs> everything's online. It's so weird, dude. Right. Um, okay. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is when parents disagree and how to parent as a team. This was recommended to me by one of yeah. my, um, Tiff, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it was overwhelmingly, um, in the comment section of, <sighs> are we listening to them? Asked if we would discuss the controversial okay. topic first. Okay. But if we were smart, wouldn't we save it till the end? Mm. You got us there. You got us there. I'm down for whatever. I'm going to leave I, it up to you. Um, yeah, I, Tiffany's you said right. over Tiffany is right. Okay. All right. I'm in the first one then. So that means you got to stick around. Mm. If you want to hear it. True that. Okay. I don't want to be the jerk who makes everybody wait when they don't want to wait, though. True that. Okay, I don't want to charge anymore. This is a lot. <laughs> okay. Okay. Most couples have experienced this situation one time or another. You think you should discipline your child a certain way and your spouse or co-parent wants to handle it differently. Meredith, can you relate to this? Mm-hmm. I already know the answer. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I was saying, this was recommended to me by one of my supporters who said she's going through this. Um, so, for example, let's say you believe your child should be punished harshly for missing curfew, but your spouse doesn't think curfew is such a big deal. So what do you do? Or you disagree on how to handle bad grades, drinking, or an older child who's still living at home and not getting on with life. Um, my situation clearly isn't like that because the kids are younger but Drew and I definitely disagree and we do it publicly in front of the kids in the moment. Right. And what do you do? I've gotten better at this, but I used to do that. And now we, um, you have to stand unified. You have to be on a team in front of the kid, especially when something is happening. And then after the fact, you can have the conversation with your spouse and then decide if you're going to, you know, tweak the punishment or change it in some way, shape or form. But, uh, you know, this article says, make it a rule that if one parent disciplines a child, the other must back it up. Even if the other parent disagrees with the punishment at that time, you have to present a united front to your child or it undermines your authority as the parent. Later, when things calm down and you're out of earshot, you can discuss alternate disciplinary actions for the child and how you'd like to move forward. That makes sense. And I believe that's correct. And that's smart. Like you should, I don't think in my opinion, you should ever argue in front of a child. It's chaotic. It can be traumatizing. (laughs) Hello. And, Mm -hmm. um, so we don't argue, but we have discussions like debates, if you will, because part of me thinks that it's good for the child to hear that, like adults aren't always right all the time. And sometimes if with good communication, we can learn, you know what I mean? But also it's more so just me disagreeing with Drew. And so I'm more of like the gentle parent 
who wants to talk to them and find out why they're doing the things they're doing. Whereas Drew is more of a, you're in trouble, you're grounded. And I feel like that's not going to help us in the future. I want to get, I want to know what the root of it is. And so I am always like, what do you think, daddy? What do you think this should be? And whatever he says, I just go along with it. And for the most part, we're good. But there are times where we've gotten into disagreements where he thinks that there should be a punishment, but I think there should be, I think there's a loophole. You know what I mean? Like my son didn't put his pajamas on, but technically I just told him to get ready for bed. And Drew's like, well, he knows what get ready for bed means. And I'm like, right, but maybe he needs more specific instructions. And so then it's like, do we ground him or not? Mm. You said that Dave was more, the disciplinarian and you're the softy. Oh yeah. She's, she's definitely the, they, they come to me after they get a no from her hoping it's like they're, they're hail Mary. But wouldn't, why would they do that? Like, wouldn't it be the opposite? Wouldn't it be? No, because they're more likely to get a yes out of her. And if, 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 and maybe once in a blue moon, they'll get a yes out of me. Um, usually it's cause I'm not paying attention to what they say. And I just say yes. And then they're like, Oh, you said yes. Um, I don't know. I've been, I'm definitely probably the more lenient parent, but it even says in this article, as I was reading it, that if somebody has a more, if somebody has a stronger reaction to the situation and they feel more strongly about a punishment and you don't, then you're supposed to defer to the person that has stronger feelings towards the punishment. But sometimes I feel like, why are we making a big deal out of this? Like, why is this the battle that we're going to fight tooth and nail for. Cause like for me, some, some of these battles with the kids are not worth it. Um, however, like recently I've, I've realized that that can definitely cause entitlement in the kids and they can just, they become entitled to, to believing that you're there, you're there to take care of all of the things that they need all of the time. And as a result of that, I had to you know, I had to go get the wheel of misfortune. And now I go around my house and I pick my kids crap up and they have to earn it back because I'm tired of, I created a bit of an entitled environment there. See, for me, the the way I look at, at behavior and just the way people are in general, not, this is not just limited to kids, that people will tend to act or form how they act or believe based on several little interactions, not one or two major interactions. The one or two Mm. major interactions to me do less to form how someone behaves than the hundred little ones. So to me, if you hold them to the hundred little ones, you, they start to see and understand, right? So the idea, she's always like, well, do we really want to fight this battle? Well, if we had done the hundred little ones before, this wouldn't even be a battle. It wouldn't be anything. So, you know, and that's where we disagree a lot. So I'm like, if you hold them to it, the hundred times that they ask for a piece of candy here, that's not this or that, the things that are irrelevant and inconsequential. Then when you start getting to the major ones, they already know and understand what's expected and, and what the reaction and, and is going to be. Yeah. Right. We're, we're two weeks in a little over two weeks in on the wheel of misfortune Today is the first day so far that nobody has earned a spin based on their rooms when I went to inspect their rooms. So it's taken a full two weeks. Now, I'm not going to say that they're not going to come home and do something stupid and earn a spin. 
because it it happens every it's happened every day. Sass mouth, being being a butthole to each other, somebody hitting somebody like that's going to happen. And they for their attitude and their actions, they earn spins. But as of right now, today, nobody left their clothes on the floor. Everybody took their laundry and put it into the laundry room. Everybody picked up their their breakfast dishes and put them in the sink like they did what they were supposed to do before they left the house. There were no spins after two weeks of me every day. They come home and I say, everybody's got a spin. Line up. Let's go. Well, that's like when we did no second chances week, right? It was took two days, two days and they were in line. It was done. Right. And then and then, you you know, it's like, well, OK, now you did it. Why don't you stop and let them let them off? It took half a day for them to revert back. Right. Right. And it's, it's it's so the consistency. And mm. just to me again, you know, it, not to be funny, but to me, the little issues are gateway issues to major issues. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's that's. I what understand I that. That's what I believe. And I agree. Consistency, 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 which is what I was struggling with, and so I've been holding firm with my wheel. The, <laughs> I am. I know you're just funny. I'm a fan. Some of the things that they say you should say to your spouse when you're disagreeing, which they recommend before even talking to them. First, you take a walk or a drive or a time. But- time out and come back later when you're like more chill, Mm -hmm. you set up a time to talk. I can't imagine actually doing this unless it's like a huge issue because I'm just so exhausted after a day of parenting that the last thing I want to do is like have a conversation with my husband Mm -hmm. in general, but about important stuff. But it says that you should say, let's each spend a few minutes talking about this. I'm just going to listen to you and I'm not going to say a word. I'm not going to interrupt you. Just let me hear why this one is so important to you because you don't usually hold on to things so strongly. And then when they say something, even if you still disagree with their viewpoint, you can say, I hear you. Now I understand why this is so important to you. I don't feel as strongly, but I'll support your decision. Right. Which I... Yeah, no, we just fight when we disagree yeah. with each other. We've we've gotten into actually more major fights than the issue we were dealing with because of a lack of support. The the most major one I can think of was when we were at the stop sign and the lady cut in front of me coming the wrong way and started yelling at me. And then I got yelled at because I was not going to back up 50 yards for this lady to come in the wrong way because she didn't want to wait in line. That was a pretty major one. Were you yelled at because I just thought that we could end the situation if he would just move. Right. I I'm the same way if the kids are in the car and it was in front of the kids and it was just like, just move, just make this be done and just move. Like I was super uncomfortable and I just wanted him to move. And, um, he was like, no, I'm going to die on this hill. Anxiety probably played a huge part in that for you too. What? Yeah. And it, it, um, it really made me like, I was sweating. I was uncomfortable. I was like, please just move. I don't care if she's wrong. Like, I just want this to be over. And like, there were cars all backed up and surrounded around us. And I was so uncomfortable. And he's like, no, this is the hill I'm dying on. And I'm not moving. We got, we got into a, and we fought like big fight, big, big, big fight. It was, are you guys at, are you guys good at like not fighting until you're alone? Are you good at like no. saying we're not no. going to do no. this in front of the kids? No, nope. that's mm-hmm. honest. That's no. real. We're we're it, it's it's very we're not good at it. No, nope. no, nope. it's hard, especially yeah. when you're in the heat of the moment. It's so hard. 
Yeah, Dave is not a people pleaser. So somebody just said in the comments, and they're completely accurate. He's like, no, I'm not going to do that just because it's going to make somebody happier or um, make it there's more right, comfortable There's for a right you. and a wrong. And and you do what, what's expected, not what's going to make you happy at that moment. I would die mm-hmm. if I was in that situation. Mm-hmm. I'd be so mad. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I'm... I get like setting an example for the kids, you know, you're going to stand up for yourself. Don't back down. But I also know how my brain is set up and it would make me feel like I was crawling out of my skin. And anything I said to my husband in that moment would be based out of fear. You know what I mean? And that's, I couldn't do it. I'd be like, I'm getting out of this car. Like I got out of, we were on a golf cart ride once and he was going too fast and the kids were having the time of their life. And I was like, let me off here. And he let me off like a mile from the house because I couldn't deal with it. If she had looked at me and said, my anxiety is kicking in and I'm really uncomfortable right now. I need you to move because I can't be here. That's something different. But I really to to me, she just started saying, just move and let the lady through. Just get out of the way and let her through. And and I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Do you think it would have made a difference for real if she would have said that to you? I think so. I, I still wouldn't have been happy. But at that point, then I'm doing something to help her. So then the other ladies are relevant. Wow. Meredith, did you hear that? I, and I didn't, I didn't address it that way, but in that moment, it's really hard to articulate that because all I felt was like my chest getting tight and I was sweating and I was agitated and I felt like I was trapped in that car and that Mm. all the people were looking at us. And I was just like, it's making me hurt just thinking about it. They were, FYI, they were looking at us applauding for not moving. And I, and to me, it's like, we because can... they all got cut in line by this lady. <sighs> it's just, where that's was not... it at? at? At a Starbucks parking lot. Starbucks there, is the effing worst. There, there was a, a line. Yeah, no, there was a line with like 20 cars in it. And this lady went around that line and came in the exit. Mm-hmm. So that she could go around the line. Yeah. And all these people are like, what's she doing? Well, before she turned in the exit, I had pulled up to the stop sign and she cut in and like tried to wedge in between. And I was like, I'm not moving. I'm at my stop sign trying to leave. Yeah. And we weren't even trying to get into the Starbucks we line. We were trying to leave. We were trying to leave. And it was just like. And she sta- She went off. She started cursing at me. She was screaming and video recording off. us. Yeah, she took her phone off to record me. I'm like, And go she's ahead. video recording us. And I'm just sitting here. I'm like, oh the whole time I'm like oh my god i was like she's recording i, was like, I don't know what you're recording i'm at a stop sign you're coming in the wrong way there's did you say that out. to her i wasn't allowed out of the car no dear lord i mean why did you, you get out of, of the course. car of course dave but i mean like did you roll it down the window or anything she were was you guys like me. eye to eye yeah no, we were we they were, were looking over the hood staring i put it in park it was and too she much kept it in drive and I it just was too much i can't even think about it it's stressing me out Anyway, but we fought really, it was, it was a really bad fight in front of the kids. They mm-hmm. were upset and, and that made me upset later, you know, but it's, it's, you know, we were both in the middle of it and that's it. Yeah. You can and be I right was or wrong, you can be happy. I was wrong for not understanding where he was coming from and taking his side. I should always back him up and always be on his side, but. Well, I don't know. That isn't really have anything to do with parenting, that situation. That's, to me, that's a different situation. That's like a life social situation. It doesn't have anything to do with parenting the kids, unless you look at it in a roundabout way of setting an example. But in that moment, maybe in the future, if something like that happens again, Meredith, you could be like, 
listen, I just, I feel super anxious right now. And it would really like help calm me down if we could just not invite confrontation right now and do breathing exercises. I'm sure that'll go over like a fart in church with Dave, but I, you know, I'll give he it just a go. said he was okay. willing to okay. try. All right. Well, th- then it's my fault if I don't listen. And I mean, my, that, right at that point, it's my fault. So at, th- okay. at that point, it's like how I would view it is like if this guy loved and respected me, he mm-hmm. would put my heart at ease rather than continue fighting to be right in a situation. And it would mean so much to me, even if he was pissed at me. I'd be so grateful to be out of that situation that I would be like, okay, you can be pissing me. I don't care. I'm just glad we're not sitting there anymore. Mm. But, well, anyway, I brought it up because you talked about fighting in front of the kids and we, we, we need to do better at not. Yeah, so that's, do we. That's, that's where we are. I, I've gotten better. I tell Drew all the time, I'm like, I'm not going to discuss this in front of the kids. And then he's like, just talk to me right this second. And I'm like, no. That's how he sounds. Yeah. Like one of those, those, never mind. You know, those tubes you whip yeah. around. Yeah. But in all honesty, even if you go in the room and start having a discussion, the kids can still hear through the door, right? So they can hear you everywhere. They just can't see you. So maybe it's better. I don't know. It's, it's, it's everything about parenting is hard. True that. Every, all right. True that. Um, I really want to talk about. Are you leaving? You're just. Just leaving, and we're just doing this podcast all by ourselves. Wow. Okay. Sherry, I, w- I was forced to, to move. It was a sad moment. Yes, I did make him move. I started to scream because I was so anxious, and I was like, so I was Yeah, how did it end? Is how somebody asked. I moved, in my car. He moved the car, and, and then he just unleashed the fury on me. It was like the Kraken came out, and he just screamed at me, and it was awful. It was bad. And then we ended up buying guinea pigs. So you know it was a bad day. It was a really poor day for me. Really (laughs) low day in my life. Bad choice after bad choice. All right. Well, Dave is apparently leaving because he has to go um, do something. Bye, Dave. So apparently we're just going to do this podcast We're going to talk about Chippendales now. Okay. Is that still a thing? Yeah. Is it? Allegedly. I've never been. I don't know. Okay. I've never been, but I would. So, um, I, so are you going to tell anybody about the new thing with you or is that going to be later? Like grand, the new thing, my nose piercing. Yes. Yes. I got my nose pierced. She got her nose pierced. Uh, Hold on. I'll show you. I can't. I love it so much. I told, uh, Aubrey the other day I wanted to get my nose pierced and she told me no way. And so I was like, fine, maybe she's right. But then Meredith shows up today with an effing nose piercing. And I'm like, what is going on in the air? I love no, it. I think it's, a, I think they're super cute. I've always wanted one. Um, I think for a while I thought, what would people think? I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to. And then I was just like, what? Do, I don't care. Whatever. I'm going to do it. Yes. Cause I think I, cause I think it's going to be cute and I like it. And then mm. while I was there, I booked an appointment for a tattoo and when I go get that tattoo, I'm going to book an appointment for another tattoo because I have two tattoos that I'm thinking about right now, but I have to have somebody. The, this first one, I don't need drawn. The second one, I need drawn. So I'm going to go in and get the first simple tattoo, and then I'm going to have the guy draw it while I'm there. But no, I'm just, no, I'm done. I want to take away from, I have my grandmother's nose, so part of me wants to fix it. <laughs> But the other part of me is like, meh, it's tradition. You got to keep that pace. Anyway, I, what? My, my grandmother. I think you have a great nose. 
Oh, really? Thanks. Yeah, and I think it would look great with a little little, little stuff a little on it. B- bedazzle? Yeah. Benoozle. Um, I want to talk. Listen, mm. there's a lady mm. who had a baby, and I really want to talk about this because I have questions. Melissa Surgkoff's son gave her the surprise of her life. Oh, I get it. Okay. She hadn't realized she'd been pregnant until after she gave birth to Liam while sitting on the toilet. She said, looking back, passing a kidney stone, dude, I was thinking like that. Cause you know how sometimes when you go to the bathroom, it's like painful. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're maybe you're like, Oh man, maybe that's what she was thinking. But anyway, she said, looking back, there were clear signs, but at the time her son was born, she had no idea she was pregnant. She did think she was trying to pass a kidney stone. Did you know that? I just saw this on the today, like on the today show. So oh. I saw, I saw like a glimpse of it, but I didn't see that. I didn't read the whole thing. Um, uh, she said she thought she was experiencing intense menstrual cramps. And as the day progressed, the cramps got faster and more intense. She called her fiance and told him to call 911 to report that she was passing a kidney stone and the only relief that she would get was sitting on a toilet. So she was in the bathroom and couldn't sit still. She was screaming. She was trying to be loud. Like she didn't know what it was. Then finally, at one point she felt something rush out of her. She said, I looked in the toilet and I still didn't know what it was. And I thought I basically lost an organ because I didn't know. She said she stood up and didn't realize what was in the toilet bowl until her fiance went to look. I'm screaming. I'm freaking out. I'm in shock. She recalled. I don't know what's going on. Donnie went to the toilet and rescued the baby. Mm, mm. The baby. You'd have to be in serious shock to look down at the toilet and not know that that was a baby, right? I just don't understand how, and this is a, I'm looking at the picture of the baby. This is a, this is a, this is a full term newborn. Yes. So how did you not notice the seven pound, like there were no kicks. There were no, like, how did, how did you like, cause I remember just feeling every single thing in my body when I was pregnant. So I guess I just don't know. No, the baby was fine. The baby is fine. It's super cute. Cute baby. I'm looking at a picture of the baby right now. Healthy. She said no, no um, complications with the baby. Oh my gosh. We would never read a story if it was about. No, no, no. It was a healthy baby. But like, how do you, how do you go through all of the. Well, she said uh, she had had irregular periods all the time and she thought she gained weight as a result of the ongoing pandemic and her medication. Uh, her, she said, looking back, I can see it. My feet were swollen. My shoulders and upper body were swollen, you know, just gaining weight, but I can't comprehend. And it's, I don't mean this in any negative way towards anybody that this has happened to, because they actually had a television show about this. Do you remember? I didn't know I was pregnant. It's like a whole television yeah, it was show the, on the TL, on TLC. I think, right. I didn't know yeah. I was pregnant. I, I wonder if maybe, uh, the people that this happened to carry different, like maybe their stomach doesn't protrude as much, you know, maybe it's like an internal type pregnancy situation. Yeah. I don't, I just, I think it's one of those things that I don't, and it's sorry. My mind is racing. Yeah. I don't know. She's not even overweight. Like somebody said it happens all the time to overweight people totally makes sense. But if you look at this woman, she's not even, she's not even close to overweight. 
No, she looked, and that's the other thing. I was looking at her picture, and she's very thin. She's a tiny little thing, and cute little baby. Um, just happy that they're both well and everything was was okay. But boy, yes. could you imagine? Just like it's a Tuesday, and you're like, oh, I think I got a kidney stone, and then Wednesday, you're like, oh, got to take this baby home. Like, gotta buy a friggin' crib. Gotta get, and a, gotta get all the things. Oh my gosh, what a surprise! I can't believe it. I just thought that was incredible. I And that was my question is, how do you not know? I'm sure that's the most common question. She's getting all the friggin' time. Um, I just can't believe it. And it happens all the time. So um, it does happen more frequently than you would assume. They uh, they've been together since 2014. Her and the the her Fiance. baby daddy whatever you call him <laughs> they plan to get married in september of 2020 and they postponed the wedding due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic but they're planning on tying the knot now as new parents on june 18th of this year mm. wow what a story you mean march 18th i read the article june and 18th i mean hasn't what happened i said yet huh june 18th hasn't happened yet but they are still planning on tying the knot. Oh, on June 18th. I thought the baby was born. I thought you said the baby was born on. I was like, we haven't had June yet. Are you reading into the future? She had another baby. (laughs) This poor woman. You mean March. I'm thinking to myself, what are you talking about? You can't have a baby in the future. Oh my gosh. Well, look, um, so congratulations you two. That's super exciting. We're super happy for you and your little surprise bundle of joy. Super cute baby. Super cute. And not a lot of babies are super cute. Newborns are ugly. So I'm just saying, I looked at this one and I was like, good looking baby. Um, so do you want to read the story about the teachers or do you want to skip it? Dave isn't even here and he's texting me to move the mic in different directions because it's bothersome. Okay. LOL. I'm trying. I don't notice it. I'm trying, Dave. Uh, somebody said if the placenta is in front, it prote- it prevents feeling a lot of movement. I guess because you can, the placenta can pretty much end up anywhere, right? <sighs> I think. Look at just a lot of our listeners have experiences just like this. I was seven and a half months pregnant before I found out. I I found out I was pregnant three weeks before delivery. Holy crap. Only put on five pounds. Wow. I gained 50 pounds every time I was yeah. like, I gained 70, of, like a broadside of a barn. They're like, what's that barn? Oh, it's Meredith. <laughs> um, okay. So there are these three Texas teachers who are placed on leave following racist quiz questions. I I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even look at the quiz questions before I suggested this as a topic. Um, so we're all going to discover this together. Um, the question was which one of these Chinese norms is true. A is it normal in China to cut off someone's lips if they burp in a restaurant B it is normal in parts of China to give children 50 lashes by a cane if they steal a piece of candy or C it is normal in parts of China to eat cats and dogs this was on a sixth grade social studies class quiz um and that's a super weird question to ask because all of them suck it's harmful rhetoric and it's, it's, um, stereotyping and it's definitely, um, 
uh, inappropriate and racist. And I don't even know why a teacher would be like, I got a great idea for some quiz questions. Right. No, you don't. This is not a thing. This is not a thing. So I'm trying to figure out, do the teachers individually come up with questions for their tests or was this already, it says recently three employees used an inaccurate depiction about Asian Americans on a middle school social studies test. Um, and I just, especially now this day, like with everything that's going on with the Asian community and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, it's crazy to me. I wonder, I'm trying to see if I could see what the right answer is and they don't talk about it. Well, and they said that this was teacher generated, that they said that the the Texas um, educational board said this is not in any of our textbooks. Just as an FYI, this was made, this quiz was created by teacher. So I'm trying to figure out why three teachers are included, um, but they're doing an investigation. They each must have given the same quiz. So they said recently three employees used an inaccurate depiction about Asian Americans on a middle school social studies test. Please know we will not tolerate any actions or languages disrespecting Asian Americans or any other person or group. Any defamatory, a defamatory language does not represent the core beliefs of the CFBISD. Um, We are here to serve all students, no matter their race, background, or beliefs. So the quiz, um, Vice President of the Dallas-Fort Worth Chapter of the Korean American Coalition told NBC affiliates that when he what he finds most concerning is that the language used on the quiz was apparently approved by the administrators at the school. I have a question for you, Meredith. Yeah. Somebody said, how is it inappropriate and racist if some of those things are facts that happen in those countries? Well, it's definitely the language is inflammatory. What does that mean? Um, it's it's in it's it's inflammatory. It's it can cause. I mean, it's definitely a this. There's like a visceral, visceral reaction to it. Um, I don't believe. I mean, first of all, they they came up with things that aren't like. There's nothing true. I I would say with A and B there. Like, so, why would you? Why would you make those statements at all when it is so far from what it is? So it's. The idea of them coming up with these outlandish suggestions. I would say that these are definitely outlandish suggestions. And I would also say that um, uh, I I would just say it's definitely harmful rhetoric. It's about it's about um, perpetuating a stereotype as well. Okay, I get that. You don't want to continue to perpetuate a stereotype either. Right, because because this gives kids the opportunity to be like, ooh, can you believe what these Chinese people do during a time when there's already so much... um, Well, especially right now with the culture. uh, That's what I mean, violence, targeting Asian Americans. I get that. And and I I, I just, I I definitely see a problem with it. As a former teacher as well, um, I see a problem with it. Uh, Right. So I wouldn't... You know, if you see something wrong happening like this, this parent did, I think it's absolutely um, the right thing to do to speak out. The Another quote from the article it says, one of the options with it was that Chinese eat cats and dogs. What are what are they trying to teach here? 
The fact of the matter is that when you instill that ideal idea to middle school kid, it creates a divisiveness instead of trying to have an inclusive idea of welcoming everyone to this country. Um, so, you know, it's- I can see that though. I can see why people would be upset because you know, in school, in a place where kids are already getting bullied so much, you know, you just kind of picture the kids leaving that class, running into um, an Asian person in the hallway and being like, oh, my gosh, did your mom and dad eat dog and cat last night? Because that's how like kids are. So I-, I could see that. But do you think it's enough for the teachers to lose their jobs over? I don't know that the teachers are going to lose their jobs. They were put on leave, right? So this could be shh, Ruth. This could be a letter of reprimand situation. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be, but there is definitely, I, I, my guess is they won't, you came back. What'd you forget? Um, my guess is that they won't lose their job because the administrator approved the quiz. So my guess is it's going to be a letter of reprimand situation, but I could be wrong. So maybe the administrator is one of the ones who are sent home, correct? It doesn't say that they were in that article, but I don't know. Interesting. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Um, And just one last very interesting point that someone has made. Kids in India might be shocked to learn American kids eat cows since it's considered sacred there. I I think that there's definitely... There's definitely very interesting point. Um, but I think you just, you know, our job, I, I just, I thoroughly believe that our job, um, America is a melting pot. We have people from so many different countries, you know, that come and live here. And for, you know, for the longest time, um, the idea behind the Statue of Liberty was to welcome individuals from other countries and have you come into into our nation and, and, and your, these differences were embraced and, and enjoyed and loved. I mean, think about the fact of the fact that you can drive down the street and, um, you know, you get to experience, um, different cuisines and different cultures and different ideas. And I think it's wonderful that everybody is different. I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to be surrounded by all of the same, all of the time. I think that embracing differences is so important and unfortunately there is so much violence and so much uh, discrimination these days. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's so sad. I mean, our country was literally founded on um, people who immigrated here from tons of different countries. Mm -hmm. Like that's our backbone of the U S is founded by tons of different Uh, Well, I hope that as time goes on, um, we learn to love other humans regardless of what it looks like. It's such a controversial subject and there's so much tension. And um, I hope that we continue to um, be smart about these things and try our best not to hurt each other, even indirectly. You know what I mean? I think oftentimes I say things that are inappropriate and I don't even realize it until somebody points it out. And while I want to be offended about it, it's a learning experience. And so um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out with these administrators and teachers. And I, you know, it's definitely, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, But you know, that's my guess on it. Okay. So speaking of controversy, Mm. We're going to move on to the final topic that I 
tossed into uh, the email to see if it was something that Meredith wanted to discuss or not. Um, I'll be completely frank with you. I tend not to add to any drama that somebody else is facing. I try really hard because I always try to be the devil's advocate and I can't imagine what it's like to be in somebody's shoes who is receiving an overwhelming amount of hate. It's a huge fear of mine that it will happen to me one day. So I I, I try not, like I said, to perpetuate that. But in this instance, um, I feel like it's okay to talk about simply because I I guess I feel strongly enough about it that I don't mind talking about it. So for those of you who don't know, there is someone named uh, Rachel Hollis, who you've probably seen her best-selling books everywhere. Girl, wash your face. Girl, stop apologizing. Girl, girly girl. Um, I, I didn't see that coming was her latest book, which was about her divorce. Yes. And uh, the books have sold millions of copies, mm-hmm. but she went viral recently for a problematic and tone-deaf TikTok. Um, and she's not heeding her own advice following backlash says yahoo news her video that she posted was deleted but it's still live on twitter meredith you want to give us a rundown of the video or do you want to play it um do we have it that we can just hold it up to play it i have one here but i don't know how well it'll come across usually dave's pretty good at that i have it right here though i can try doing a live stream and i mentioned that there's a sweet woman who comes to my house twice a week and cleans she's my my house cleaner she cleans the toilets Someone commented and said, you are privileged AF. And I was like, you're right. I'm super freaking privileged, but also work my ass off to have the money to have someone come twice a week and clean my toilets. And I told her that. And then she said, well, you're unrelatable. (gasps) What is it about me that made you think I want to be relatable? No, sis, literally everything I do in my life is to live a life that most people can't relate to. Most people won't work this hard. Most people won't get up at 4 a.m. Most people won't fail publicly again and again just to reach the top of the mountain. Literally every woman I admire in history was unrelatable. If my life is relatable to most people, I'm doing it wrong. Doing a live stream. And I mentioned that there's a sweet woman who comes okay. to house twice a week and... Let's unpack. Um... Uh... One of the main reasons people are upset is because in the caption of this, she brought up the names of Harriet Tubman. Um, who else was in there? RBG and maybe Oprah was Oprah in there. I believe so. She had a list of women, several whom were women of color um, and stated that those women were also unrelatable AF much like her. Um, I will say, I don't believe she was, and people are going to get pissed at me probably, but this is my, in her defense, I don't know that she was necessarily comparing herself to them. She wasn't saying we're all in the same boat. I think she was just trying to point out, look, being unrelatable isn't necessarily a bad thing because look at these people. Do you disagree? I I think everything about her statement was um, the caption. Um, the caption itself. I don't believe that those women were are unrelatable women at all. 
in my personal opinion. Okay, so her statement you think is incorrect, but do you think she was comparing herself? I believe when you stick those names in the tag and you say, I'm, uh, I'm hot shit as well as these women here. Okay. Yeah. I think a comparison was being made. I think she was right. way out you're in right. field. I see it. I, I mean, I guess I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. All right. So go ahead with your opinion of the, the thing we just heard. Uh, per- personally, I, I absolutely love people who are relatable because I feel a connection with them because then I know that I can relate to them and they can in turn relate to me. I want to be relatable to people. I want people to know that I am there for them and that um, when there is a situation that arises that I can't necessarily relate to, I do my best to find a way to connect them with somebody else that they can relate to. Uh, Or like, like when we talk about divorce and I say, i currently married. So I don't, I've not been divorced, but I want to connect you with this writer's take on X, Y, and Z because they've gone through a divorce or they've struggled with this. And I want you to be able to relate to them in your struggle and find some peace. I think that that's one of, it's one of the jobs that I've tasked myself with as being somebody who is on social media. I think the reason that I've survived this pandemic and a move during a pandemic is because I have a community that I can relate to and people that show up for me and I show up for them. And that relatability and that factor alone is what has given me sanity during one of the hardest times of my life. I think if you publicly tell somebody that you don't want them to be able to relate to you, that's bold, man. Like I cringed at that. I think the problem is that it almost feels like she's been trying to capitalize this entire time on being relatable. And now suddenly she's taking this comment that someone made and maybe trying to like pave the way or inspire people to not be relatable, you know? And like, if you think about everything she's done in her past, she's had conferences with thousands of people. She's written so many books trying to get people to read it and be like, wow, yeah, I can relate to this part. And now I'm inspired. Um, It kind of feels like a farce, which is also for those of you who don't know how a lot of people feel about her in general, because she was selling um, marriage. uh, They had a marriage podcast and a conference. Yeah. And meanwhile, evidently she was going through a divorce and people felt like she was she was trying to make money and despite the fact that what she was saying wasn't true. And a lot of people have also been upset with her because they claim she's plagiarized some of their things. So for example, she'll steal a quote from let's say hypothetically Mary Catherine Backstrom, something that she wrote and then put her name on it. Right. Yes. True story. So it's, it's just, and, and I've, I do my very best to keep my opinions to other because, you know, we're both published authors. Right. And I do my best to say, you know, like nobody is perfect. I've made, you know, an ass of myself and have, have made plenty of mistakes in my life. Um, but I do, I stand firm in my belief that um, if you lose relatability, if you lose the ability to connect with people, and empathize with them and understand their struggles and be there to support them. What do you have? Right. What do you have? I mean, to me, you don't have anything. You don't have anything that is fulfilling. 
You don't have anything that ignites a passion. You don't have anything that fills your soul. And for me, that's sad because I'm, you know, hashtag truly blessed to be able to get up every day and go on a journey and be there with people who I can relate to. Um, I've been corrected. Someone said they stopped their rise together podcast slash video when they found marital issues. Okay. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I've only read parts of that, but I just, I, you know, I, 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 I didn't listen to their podcast. That's the whole thing is like, I don't follow her page. I didn't listen to her podcast. Um, I read, um, her first book, uh, but there has been just a theme of people saying, you know, that there's a toxicity to that message of, you know, that, and, and you can look as individuals with brains, you get to have your own thoughts and ideas and opinions. If you read it and you love it, read it and love it. Um, but it definitely has, it, th- this has caused some major friction. Um, Do you want to know what I didn't like the most? The one thing that like bugs me out of this whole thing. Mm. And it's not any of the other stuff I mentioned. Like if she wants to be unrelatable, good for her. I don't care. The thing that bugged me was the way and how many times she said, clean my toilets. And I know it sounds so stupid, but the way that she said it made me feel like she could have said anything. I have a woman come clean my kitchen. I have, but she's saying a woman comes and scrubs the shits off my porcelain. And that to me gives the impression that the person who is doing this, I guess, doesn't work as hard as her because this right. is like, that's upsetting. You know, the point of that is extremely upsetting as well, because number one, you don't know how hard other people are working. Yeah. Um, and why would you say that? There are so many people out there who do, who have worked tire, tirelessly, especially during this pandemic, all of our essential workers, all of our medical staff, all of the people that are still out, um, you know, driving, uh, public transportation, the people that are out, you know, still serving food, the people that are out doing all their, look how hard they work. Like don't minimize people's struggles and how hard they work. Like that's a, that's a, that's, that's not okay to do that. You know, there are so many people who work so hard. So I just, I, I don't know. I think sometimes it can, it can be shocking and off putting. Do I think, um, that there's something inherently, um, unkind about this woman. Uh, no, I think she's, I think there, there could absolutely be a tendency when you're, when you live a life that is definitely more privileged, it can probably become easier to get jaded and it can probably become easier to, um, have those types of reactions to things. Uh, I would assume, but I don't know that to be a fact either. I don't know her. Well, I think in, again, not that I'm trying to defend her, but kind of in her defense, I feel ashamed when I mention I like I own a home or I had somebody help clean my house this week, you know, because I'm struggling. So I've hired someone to come help me because to me, it sounds like I'm bragging. And I know that's not the case. I know in my heart that I've worked hard to be able to afford that. But I still feel like alongside me working hard, I would never in a billion trillion years be able to afford to have somebody come help me clean if it wasn't for my loyal supporters and followers. A hundred percent. Every wonderful thing that I have in my life is because people continue to watch my videos and buy my books and buy my merch and stuff. And never for one second do I think that 
I would be able to do this if it wasn't for them. And so it felt like it was kind of alienating all those people. But all of that aside, um, I, I hate to see somebody get so much hate because I feel like it's enough to make you want to die at times, truly. Like I get one negative comment and I get in a depression for three days. So I can't imagine how tough it must be uh, for her in her position. I definitely empathize with that. Um, and there was something else I wanted to say, but I can't remember what it was. It's, it's, it's just, I, the, I don't know, something about when she was like, sis, I don't want to be relatable. And I was like, "Mm." I, I just, just like, and, and I don't know what she was thinking when she said that, right? Like, I don't know exactly what she was thinking in her brain when she said that. But to me, to me, um, you know, I think I, I, I always want to know we all change. We all grow. So she wrote an apology yeah. five days after the incident. Yeah. And a lot of people felt like she blamed her team for her silence. And a lot of people felt like she wasn't, t- she was bringing up points during the apology that were irrelevant to what people were actually upset about. And it made people feel like she wasn't listening because she didn't even come close to addressing the things that were causing all the controversy to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, She uses the term sister in all her speaking and writings. She's a preacher's daughter. That's fine. Look, and like I said, I don't know this woman from, from Eve, right? Like I don't, I don't know her, Uh, but it's definitely uh, as, as somebody who's authored so many books and um, you're saying, you know, buy my book, you'll be able to relate to it. And then to turn around and say, I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to be able to relate to any of you is off-putting. Like there was an off, there's some off-putting feelings that are involved with that. Um, With that being said. Oh, she did issue another apology since the other apology. There's one that's up on her Instagram because several people sent me this story and asked if I was going to talk about it on my page, which I didn't. Um, So her apology reads, I'm not going to do this perfectly, but I'm going to speak from my heart. I'm deeply sorry for the things I said in my recent posts and the hurt I have caused in the past few days. I know I've caused tremendous pain in mentioning prominent women, including several of women of color whose struggles and achievements I can't possibly understand. By talking about my own success, I diminished the struggles and hard work of many people who work tirelessly every day. I disregarded the people whose hard work doesn't afford them financial security, often due to inherently racist and biased systems. I did not allow a space for people to voice their anger, hurt, and disappointment, which caused more pain. I acknowledged my privilege and the advantage I have As a white woman, no matter how I grew up, there are many things I would like to say to reiterate how sorry I am, but the important thing for me to do now is something I should have done already, and that is to be quiet and listen. I know I have disappointed so many people, myself included, and I take accountability. I am sorry. So that is the latest apology that was issued, and it's the last one that's on her page. Um. It's it's hard to be in the public eye, man. Mm-hmm. It, it is. And when you are in the public eye, I believe you should try extra, 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 extra hard um, to try your best not to offend anybody. That's never going to happen. But no. when you're so completely 
off base, maybe run it by somebody. You know what I mean? If you're going to make a bold statement, but again, I get it. Like I, like I said earlier in the podcast, there's times where I'm offensive and I'm literally not even close to trying to be, and I don't realize it. And the whole cancel culture thing terrifies me. And so I really truly do empathize with Rachel and I can't imagine being in her shoes. I believe it would completely take me out, not like to the point where I would end my life per se, but I just, I don't know how I would make it through the day having that stuff coming at me like she has. And so um, I think she's a human and she made a mistake and there's no hatred for me towards her. And I hope that maybe she can learn and grow from this and just, you know, be a little bit more careful in the future. But I don't, I'm never a fan of jumping on a hate train, even if you are offended because it just takes an issue and makes it, I don't know. I think sometimes we forget that people are people and they're human and they F up and I just, part of me feels kind of bad for her, you know, and that people are going to hate me for saying that, but I do, I feel bad. Um, and I hope that she learns from it. Yeah. I, I think this apology, um, was well-crafted. I hope that she, that's, that she believes that. And that's exactly what it is because it's, it is, it is not okay to, when she's, she's been privileged for a very long time. And I think that it's important to remember that there are so many people in this world who work really, really hard and didn't come from any type of privilege and don't have the, um, and not only don't have, and would probably, and will probably never have that type of privilege, but the world, the, the life is not an equal playing field. It's not, we are not all set up for success from day one. We're not. Um, and that success can hinder and is, and is in fact based upon at, at different times, your gender, your race, your age, your sexual orientation, your religion at various times, all of those things come into play. So you can't, you have to just there, there's, there's just, there's parts and pieces in there, um, where it won't matter how, if you get up at 4am every day and you work your ass off, you will never see the type of privilege that other people's other people have. You and for the record, I'm up at 4am every single day. That's because you haven't gone to bed yet. Okay. So that's not what she meant. <laughs> I don't know if she was talking about insomnia, okay. but no, but, um, but in all seriousness, um, human beings always f- fall short. That's what we yeah. will do at times. We will fall short. We will make mistakes. Um, just and- offer a little bit of grace. If you get a chance, like if you're listening to this and, and you're thinking about going and dropping some hate, just don't, because I feel like she's got enough. She gets a point. Like, um, she gets it and let her learn and grow from it and maybe yeah. be humbled a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, do you agree with what? With not with show extending grace. Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course we should extend grace. Of course we're hu- the We're humans and humans screw shit up all the time. Um, and it is, it, 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 it's, it's part, it's part of the puzzle. Yeah. So, uh, with that being said, um, you know, there's no reason to add, to add hate and add, add more of that toxicity. So I always, I I always try to think about it in that, in those terms. 
Yeah. If, if somebody's, if you're offended by something that has been done, the best way to go about it is um, trying to educate someone rather than assassinating their character and ripping them apart and spreading hate, man. I don't know, but yeah. I, I wanted to bring this up. I wanted to talk about it because I think that it's important to mention the last thing I just mentioned and also um, to be humble. And, and, and my, my, my thing is, you know, cause I did have several people ask me, are you going to write about this? Are you going to talk about this? Are you going to make a video? And it's like, I, I didn't feel as though that that was my place to, yeah, ha- I'm not to have, a, involved. you know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel like that was my place to go. Um, I do believe that there are plenty of people who, if they wanted to sound off about that, were welcome to do so, but that's not, it wasn't my, like, that wasn't my spot. That wasn't my place. Um, I didn't even know before the podcast that you wanted to talk about this because I didn't even see it. I saw the hyperlinks. And so I looked at all the hyperlinks and I said, yep, these all look good. And then when we, when I got here and the microphone was on already and I had the head, headset on and it was like Dave and I looked at the thing and I was like, oh, okay. Surprise. Um, but, um, you know, I think we had a, a very adult discussion about this. Yeah. And I think adult discussions are the best kind of discussions. And I think we, um, it's okay to disagree with things and have opinion on things and be able to extend grace and kindness when you, you know, when you, when you can. So. And her kids need her to be healthy in the head. That's what I just can't stop thinking about. She's got so many damn kids and imagine. three or four? I think four. Is it four? Because I know I think I the think. last the last one is a, a cute little ad- adopted girl. I think she has an adopted baby girl. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think she's adopted. I'm positive she's adopted. I'm not 100% positive it's a girl, but I remember seeing baby pictures. Cute kid. But yeah, it's and, and everybody gets to have their opinions. That's a great thing. Hold on a I have upset many people making the mistake of thinking they wanted to have a conversation based on a mutual desire to learn from one another. I don't know what you're reading. I'm reading one of the comments. I don't know what that means. Well, I think, I think the Deanna said you really lost me on this topic. Lost you. I see you. You're not lost. I think, well, maybe she doesn't, but here's the other thing too, is, um, people who don't follow her or aren't, aren't, um, you know, would have no potentially have no interest in this topic, which I can understand. Uh, I think we found interest in it because we're, we're authors and she's sort of in this, um, what's the right term universe that we are in, so to speak. So one of my dogs just farted really. Sorry. I didn't know if she meant lost. Like, you know how people before they like unfollow you, they're like, you just lost me. Oh, I don't know. Maybe she meant that. I just thought maybe she was like, I didn't care about this topic, which could also be like, cause there are or people maybe in here who are like, there are people in here who Lost. are like, um, I don't, don't know the woman and don't care. So it could she, just be. Well, it's a good thing we saved it to the end. Maybe we'll put a <laughs> disclaimer in the beginning. If you don't care about this woman, stop it after, uh, the teacher story. Mm. Thank you, Kaylin. And now or people are like, who were you even talking about? Yeah. So this may have been way more, um, a, a, a thing because I think it's we... intense in our circle because right. of what we do. Right, 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 right. Thank you, Amy. So it's, it, it is what it is. And, and once again, we just decided to have 
a conversation about that because of our universe. I picked the topic, so fight me. I don't want to, what did the kids say? I, throw hands? I love throwing hands. I don't want to throw hands. All right. Well, we love you guys. And join us next week for another episode of Take It. Or Leave It. And advice-ish advice-ish podcast. <laughs> Hosted by two struggling moms. Who have no idea what we're doing. Thanks for coming. Love you. Okay, bye.